Hi there, this is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to podcast number 235. At least I think it's 235. <laughs> I'm looking at my YouTube channel. Yep, it's 235. It's been a while since uh, since we've done um, a podcast for you guys, and I just wanted to check in and uh, let's see what comes through for us today, okay? Let's do a connection exercise. We um, It always feels good for ourselves and we can hear each other better when we are at a another place of awareness within ourselves. So let's take a nice deep breath, please. Let's do it just breathing through your nose, even on the exhale, okay? And while you keep breathing, I'm gonna ask you to smile even with your mouth closed (laughs) while you're breathing in and out through your nose. And I just want to remind you of some things while you're breathing. Let's help you visualize that as you're breathing in and out, there is a clear flow of support for you and your life. And you are being you in this reality exactly as it is. Nice deep breath. Good job. For some of you that may feel like pretend, (laughs) pretend support because there isn't enough factual evidence that you are supported. I totally get it. Nice deep breath. Now we'd like you to imagine that there is like a safety net or a, a, a safety cord uh, like a stop cord on a, on a transportation, like a bus or something like that, like stop here, please. Let's imagine that you have some of those uh, uh, notification systems within yourself notifying you. Okay, yes, we'll keep talking. You keep breathing. Good job. So some of those stop the bus kind of um, cords would be related to you stopping yourself when you feel like you are literally like flying off the handle or sort of losing yourself in a moment, losing your shit, right? And that you can pull that cord and breathe again and pull yourself together into a version of yourself that you like better. Even amidst any nonsense or just something that you disagree with or something that you're concerned about or fearful about or whatever it is where you feel like you've you're losing control or you've way already lost control that you're just breathing and centering that cord that that pull cord is helping you reassess and recenter so that you can be the you that you like best which is probably an amazing version of you that can handle shit when it happens and we've got a lot of shit happening in this world right now i hope i think you'll probably agree okay nice deep breath okay we've got this all right let's get started so for those of you that are new here hopefully you are are, well you're still here (laughs) so that's a good sign Um, I'll just give a a tiny little, um, I guess, preview of what we tend to do when we get together, whether it's in the podcasts or in the membership work that I do or online classes and uh, even the books that I offer. I have um, 
is it I pioneered, I created, I play in levels of transcendent, transcendentalism, transcendence within myself as Jill that I didn't know were there um, in the first 39 years of my life. And um, my accessing them began by being curious about what an intuitive would say for me in the midst of a business decision. That is something I never would have pursued before. But um, uh, my sister-in-law said, hey, you should go talk to my psychic. And I think she called her an intuitive. And I just looked at her like, okay, <laughs> like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Um, but I did it anyway after a few days of just sort of what can it hurt and cost-benefit analysis, which is so me as Jill. Um, and it blew my mind. Not because she was like predicting my future or not because she was guessing the color of my first bicycle as Jill on earth, but because she was seeing things about this business decision and about my personal life that I was completely missing, that I was literally ashamed for not seeing myself. I was embarrassed in some ways by what she was reminding me of that I was like, that's ridiculous that I needed a reminder of that. But you know what I did. Um, and it really did help me reprioritize and it helped prove to me that things were possible um, that are very esoteric, entirely metaphysical. And my MBA brain and my intense rationalism and logic, um, I didn't want to get rid of that side of me because I like that side of me and I'm really good at that. And it has served me well in my first 39 years as Jill and now I'm 50. It's been a while. Um, so I added transcendental layers to what I already was. I didn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I added fresh bathwater <laughs> from my baby uh, for me as Jill to experience myself in. So we do play in a very unusual realm relative to the, the, the former version of me and maybe uh, relative to the current version of you. But um, I approach things with intelligence, logical uh, reasoning, and also transcendental layers. And what we explore and consider and sort of toss up for your consideration tend to be um, helpful, is what I hear from people <laughs> with my work. Anyway, so let's get started here. And I don't know what we're going to be talking about. I don't pre-script it. I don't have notes. I just show up and I am allowing myself to be this broader version of me. And we'll just see where we go. I think I have an idea. We've got to talk about some some sense of coping and, and hopefully even thriving amidst the current just madness in our world. So let's, so I'm just going deeper within myself. Okay. As we're tapping in here with all of you, whether you're listening, whether, you know, watching, listening, however you're experiencing this and whenever you're experiencing this, um, we're sharing this live in July 2020 um, as the coronavirus is still rearing its ugly, strange little head um, in our world. And there's a spike in cases. Um, deaths are 
Um, when I look at some of the projections and where we are relative to where we were, some areas the deaths are creeping up again. And in most areas that I've seen, it's not nearly the death toll that we were experiencing at the beginning <clears throat> of the virus in the March 2020 sort of range, but it's, it's still here. And for many of you, as we tap into this, there's this, I feel you asking, when is this going to be over? Um, <clears throat> I apologize whenever I hate it when my throat does this. Um, that's a fair question. Um, and because this one is so new, not because we don't have a vaccine, but because this newer version of the virus, let's put to the side, you know, how did it get here? you know, who made it? Was it made? Is it natural? All of that stuff in a way doesn't matter right now because we're in the midst of it. We can maybe try to figure that stuff out post-mortem, as we used to say in corporate, um, not post-mortem actual death, but as a reference of after the, after the, um, the, the storm is over and calmed down, we can maybe do a retrospective analysis more accurately than now but we may never know. It's actually more likely that we will never know where or never actually with certainty anyway, in a scientific way, scientific way, be able to prove where it came from. So it is wise to expect that this is not going away anytime soon. I know. And I can feel some of you just going, Oh, no, I, like, that's not the answer I wanted to hear. Yeah, me either. Um, as Jill, I'm <laughs> sort of, I'm sort of sick of it, and I want life to go back um, on, in many ways. As Jill, and um, there's just endless sort of life interruptions that this is providing. And rather than going into a mode of who is doing this to us, it is perhaps more um, beneficial and masterful for for any of us to really look at this as. It is a virus that we're not fighting well. It is a virus that is making people sick. It is a virus that is killing people where they wouldn't have died on that day. They obviously were all going to die at some point, but there's a lot of strange um, and I guess fairly understandable rationalizations of trying to make sense of this. And this is a very difficult thing to make sense of, again, because it is so new. We're constantly learning new things. A lot of the predictions were obviously wrong, um, which doesn't mean it's not real. And that doesn't mean it's some hoax. And it doesn't mean it's some um, nefarious plan by some global elite or Illuminati to um, control and enslave us. Those storylines are causing an already traumatic experience to be more traumatic. And it's creating another level of, of victimization to individuals that don't even have the virus. So it's really interesting, isn't it, when you really look at it that way. So some, some individuals that have not been infected by the coronavirus are almost infected by another form of the virus, which is the victimology of these storylines that someone did this to us, that the masks are a are a form of um, dehumanizing, you know, the general population or, or whatever. And 
I totally, I, I get it. I know, I know some of you are in that group that are just really, really bothered by this. I talked to some of you in private sessions. And then there's another group that anyway, this polarization and binary reaction to mask wearing is really, I just feel like it's unnecessary and unhelpful. And there are times to resist um, a public policy and, you know, question it and all those things. But then there's some battles you can't, you can't really win. So then what good is it doing to fight? Just play with that for a moment. Remember, you get to decide whether you agree with this or not, whether this is helpful or not. I want you to feel like you. We want you to feel like you because this may not be going anywhere anytime soon. And we were hoping it would go away soon too. And <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nice deep breath. Now watch where your mind might be going with all the but, 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 but this, but that, but this, but that. And there's a whole string of explanations and research that you may have done. And there's a huge amount of research that's being um, offered in the world right now about masks and about oxygen levels and about the virus and, um, and all of these things. And there, there is so much misinformation in that. It's more than 70% of the information that you may have found on the internet is actually wrong. And that doesn't mean that the, the, um, those that created it or offered it doesn't mean that they knew it was wrong, but, but it might mean that they knew it was wrong and they're literally just trolls. And for some of you that, that would then ask me, why would someone do that? Please, <laughs> please go to my website and look up or on the internet and just do Joe Renee Feeler, understanding troll behavior, T-R-O-L-L. Oh, I just said a Minnesota O, didn't I? Troll. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> I love my Minnesota girl, Jill. Um, anyway, so that that <laughs> that post blew my mind in terms of the level of just mayhem that some individuals actually enjoy causing in terms of misinformation, just stirring up shit, messing with people. So because they're twisted, it would be the answer to your question of why would someone do that? Because they're twisted. And there's a lot of twisted people in the world right now. Um, no, 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 Jill, you don't know. Some of you are saying because because this is the person that said that I that masks will cause this damage and etc. You get to decide, right? Uh, what do you how are you going to do that? Exactly. Because one example that came up for a client in their session, that um, that was opposed to mask wearing the example that her team and my team, because my team had talked to me about it before. It's sort of like a nudist colony. Are you going to form an anti-mask colony? Sort of like those that don't want to wear clothing form a nudist colony where they can be nude and, and function in the way that they want to function. Is that what you're going to do? Is that what you're willing to do? because there's a lot of people causing a lot of unnecessary stress in their own lives and unnecessary strife and um, 
incredible ugly behavior in public about you know pro mask or anti mask and it's just really uh, we can do better and this is a crappy situation nobody likes this it's not like the people that are wearing masks love it and are like oh i'm so happy we get to wear masks today and it's not like those that are anti mask wearing love being concerned about their health if they wear a mask they're not loving being rebellious about breaking a rule if it's a rule in their in their you know their city their locale or at the stores that they want to go in and buy food right everybody's getting screwed in this situation you guys okay Okay, so I've been wearing a mask. It's now required in my city in uh, Boise and where we have vacation property in McCall. And I'm just sucking it up. <laughs> I don't love it, but I do get it. I see all sides of it. I think that those that are saying that this is going to fix it are wrong. Um, I don't think we have the right data to prove that that's true, but I am on the side of, in terms of the cost benefit again, it can't hurt. And I can't even believe we're having this conversation because it's just like, wow, we've made a fight over something that is just so anyway, but I will offer that I'm claustrophobic, um, to some degree and I have asthma. So I probably could get some sort of a medical exemption. You don't need a, a card to show that in my area. Um, but I'm sure if I asked and even my asthma and allergy specialist, is it safe for me to wear a mask? Um, I think Dr. Jepson would say, Jill, yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to get more than enough oxygen in that mask. Um, I mean, don't sleep in it, <laughs> but, but yeah, for the amount of time that you're out and about in public, you're, you're going to be fine. I know he would say that. Um, but ask your, you know, medical professional and, and do your research, but also recognize that could be wrong. I saw the most propagandized um, OSHA related comment that, that masks, I don't know, it was just, uh, it wasn't helpful. I just, it was just fueling the divide here. Okay, so, so in order to, in order to survive in a civilized manner for all of us, I feel like we're going to have to make some concessions at times because I don't want to, I don't want to, I mean, when I think of a nudist colony and how much effort they have to go through just so that they can be nude, um, that would, I mean, it's kind of funny, right? You're probably giggling at the idea, the, the comparison, but it actually is very similar. <laughs> and the, um, the person that I spoke to about it said, but Jill, it's not the same thing because the masks could harm, you know, our health. And I offered, actually, I think if you speak to some really, really devoted nudists, they would, they would say that covering your genitalia and covering your body as the natural, you know, flow of, of air through all the cells and the skin, the organ of your skin and your body is also toxic and unhealthy. They could probably make the same claim. Um, so I'm not comfortable in a nudist colony. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to do that. And I can't imagine going to the trouble of creating an anti-mask community. Um, yeah, so... I know how far, how willing are you? How far are you willing to take this, right? Your, your battle, um, of the, the masks. I'm not mad at somebody that's not wearing a mask. I'm just, I'm just following along. And it, it, does that make me a sheeple in this regard? I guess I don't feel like I'm losing my sovereignty. I don't feel like I've lost any agency. Um, and I follow rules all the time. 
I, I do. I break rules <laughs> a lot of the time too, for sure. Um, but there's always concessions. For those of us that are rebels, there's a lot of concessions that we make um, to interact with society. I, at, you know, a four-way stop at two in the morning when nobody's there seems a little silly to me where I'm an adult. I, I got it, you know? Um, so sometimes I don't stop, <laughs> but yeah, at two o'clock in the afternoon, when there's a lot of traffic at that four way, four way intersection with force, everybody's got four way stop. Yes, of course I stop. Yeah, I do. <laughs> right. Um, so we've got to create new levels of sovereignty and agency that are not based on whether we wear a mask or don't wear a mask or whether someone else wears a mask or don't wear a mask. We've got to recreate ourselves in a new way so that we can enjoy ourselves, feel empowered, feel loved and loving, feel relevant and meaningful in our lives and capable of, of living in this strange new reality. Okay. Now, those of you that are the most bothered by this are very, very concerned. Um, let me look at what they... What, I, what I'm being shown here. Those of you that have already felt like you have so little control in your lives, those, those are the group that is feeling the most triggered by this situation. And I just want to give you a really big hug. <sighs> yeah. because it feels like a tipping point for some of you. It feels like if you don't fight this issue, then, then what's next, right? I, I get it. I, I see your point, right? Um, you're not wrong, right? Um, there, is a, there is a reason to be concerned here. And I appreciate you and your intelligence and your, um, your foresight but when I look at this issue of masks and medical experts trying to do what they can to keep people safe with a virus that they don't really understand very well. Um, I mean, it was just two months ago, you guys, where we were wondering if, the, if Florida and Arizona and some of the other states, actually three months ago, it was, um, yeah, it was around April, in April of 2020, we were looking at how some of the warmer climates were actually doing well. And we were wondering if the, the way that New England states, I'm obviously an American, so I'm very um, USA focused. I apologize for those of you outside the USA. Um, but we were wondering if New England and some of those areas, Chicago, were hit so hard because of the um, literally the climate. So it was like, oh, well, maybe it doesn't do as well in the warmer climates. And now we know that's not true, right? We also wondered if as, um, as the weather and temperatures warmed up, that it would, that the virus would subside a little bit and back off sort of like the, the normal flu does. We've seen that that's not the case. Um, so then what does this mean in terms of the normal flu season that um, normally starts to, to hit areas um, back to school time in September, October, people being indoors. There's just, there's so many layers to this onion. I, 
I mean, I feel terrible for the medical experts that are trying to represent it like they know what the fudge is going on um, because they don't. So they're doing, what would you do? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good angle. What would you do if you were a public health expert trying to keep people safe from a virus that you didn't understand that may have been manufactured in a lab by a country that would that may love to destroy all of its all of its um, opponents or competitors right in markets vying for resources whatever what would you do right would you do things that maybe don't exactly make sense but it's you're trying right you're just trying right that's where all of them are they're not some um you know, demonic force, like, hey, 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 what rights can we take away today? <laughs> no. So characterizing these experts as some nefarious um, player in a plot against humanity is, it's not accurate, you guys. It isn't. Sorry, I mean, some of some individuals just love that idea that there's some diabolical force um, screwing with us. And if there were by diabolical force, it probably we'd make it easier for them because we're ready to tear each other's heads off at Costco over who's wearing a mask and who isn't. <laughs> okay, it's just it's it's gotten a little ridiculous. So we're going to destroying ourselves. I think that if there were diabolical forces, we are giving we're just handing over the keys to our own sovereignty by the way that we destroy ourselves and our sense of livelihood and our sense of inner peace and our sense of agency and sovereignty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you're not convinced yet, just literally, what would you do if you didn't know what was necessarily, um, if you didn't know as much as you wanted to know, you didn't have research about the long-term implications of the virus, you don't have a vaccine, you're trying to keep people safe, you're worried about your own health, you're worried about your loved one's health, and you're also responsible for the general citizenry's health. What would you do, right? And again, I'm talking about public health experts, I'm not talking about politicians who can't help themselves, but politicize everything, and that's not helping either. The fact that this is happening in an election year is is not by design. Um, it is by coincidence, and it's it's just another layer of the stinky onion. Um, <laughs> it's just God. It's just, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. <laughs> right? It's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And then obviously we've talked before about the economic of the economic impact and that the fact that people's literal livelihoods are in some cases screwed and when is that coming back to normal i don't know no one no one knows um so i don't want to give you phony predictions i am not going to sit here and tell you that this is going to be the 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 just the right breaking point for people to all of a sudden become enlightened and realize source god within because that would be as ridiculous as predicting when an addict is going to decide that they need help. And anyone that knows somebody that suffers from an addiction knows that it's on the addict's timeline. If and when they say, okay, I'm, 
I need to change some things. And then is it Philip Seymour Hoffman? I interact with him um, as his infinite self occasionally. And he was just pointing out there that, and then even then, when you do sort of uh, get clean, you get back in and just in the right circumstances, you just want a little bit and um, you go back to the levels you had before and it's enough to take you out. It's enough to kill you. <sighs> Surprise. Okay. Now, why were we talking about addictions? Oh, because of predictability and unpredictability more, more accurately. So there's nothing here that shows me, um, even in my transcendent layers, even as, as my expanded self, as what I often call my team, none of us, none of my selves are, none of myself is looking at this as we're on the verge of um, a grand um, progression of humanity and society. I, I wish that were true. And if it were, if that is what I was being shown, I promise you I would be telling you. Um, if anything, if we're on the verge of anything, it's an ugly regression of humanity. And I think there's more evidence and signs of that than to the contrary. And it pisses me off. It pisses me off because what good is this doing? What good is this ugly behavior, this victimization, this unnecessary victimization when there's actually people getting the virus, when there's actually people um, that have fought for their lives and thank God the death rate has been lower, but getting this, if you're symptomatic, the symptomatic version, that's no picnic either. Um, I, I, I know, let's see, I know one person, the one person that I know that has gotten it, um, by the way, all his tests came back negative. I, or I think he got tested twice anyway. And he is a, he is in the health uh, and wellness industry and he's very savvy, very intelligent. Um, and he has a lot of medical professional, including MD, um, um, friends that, you know, know him and was like, Oh, you definitely, you definitely had it. I, you, there's a lot of false negatives out there. Um, and what kind of test did you get? They were really talking all clinical about it. Anyway. Um, I don't want to get it. I don't want you to get it. Um, I, I hated getting shingles and, um, shingles is a known thing. So, um, this ugliness is not helping anything and it is increasing. Oh, thank you. It's increasing stress levels and anxiety levels in individuals, which is going to do the worst thing possible for your immunity and for your, your body's natural defenses. Um, so this battle that, that some of you feel like you're, you're on the front lines of who you put yourself there, you know that, right? Why, what are you fighting? What are you expecting to win here? Where is this going to go? Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I get it. There are times when I just have to step away from the computer. Um, and, you know, early on with this virus, and I was so frustrated by the, the in my view, misrepresentation of the data and misrepresentation of the risk to, the, to most in the population, um, I had never been in uh, like an, uh, I want to say a fight, a fight on like Facebook. Um, and I was up till, you know, 1am sometimes, literally like in a 
a debate on Facebook with somebody I'd never met before over the data and how deadly is this? And I'm like, I've got the data on my side. I don't know what you're even saying. Um, and it didn't make any sense. And it was very unsatisfying to me because online is not a great place to, and when you don't know each other, uh, in a comment thread on Facebook is not a, a productive way to share ideas and, and um, have controversy. Anyway, so at some point I was just like, oh, just F this, I've, I've tried. I'm just gonna put up what I can. And then at some point I was like, I'm just gonna put up what I can on my website and not say anything about that because it's so weirdly triggering to people. And I, I didn't, I mean, you could look at that in terms of, oh, there's a conspiracy. I, I, I get that. Um, I disagree with it though, because another more logical explanation and more factual explanation, although I cannot prove it, is that we were seeing that level of divisiveness, not because it was a planted division, but because of the level of anxiety and stress and uncertainty that so many had and have still about this whole coronavirus, the public policy response, what should or should not be done, what should this leader be doing and that leader be doing, and this public health expert disagrees with this public health expert, and why are the public health policy you know, individuals disagreeing? Why can't they agree? Because they don't know, that's why. <laughs> because there's predictive models that say very different things and they still say different things and they're wrong all the time. I have snapshots to prove it of some of the some of the best models predictions and how consistently wrong they've been. Um, so that's why. So we're getting this ugliness against each other when really we're all on the same side of if there is a fight, it should it really is all of humanity fighting against a virus. Why are we fighting against each other? We don't have to be. We don't have to be. Okay. Yeah. We just there's so much that we don't know. And and I I know that I don't I don't like to be the person that doesn't know. Um, but just because we've read something online and just because I have data doesn't mean the data is accurate either. And I, I recognize that I'm very savvy with data. I did, you know, a lot of advanced studies, even as my MBA in um, statistical analysis and econometric analysis as an undergrad, I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, but when the data is the best you've got, you want to rely on it. And the, the death rate uh, being so low is still true. That was true then and it's still true now. I don't think there's any hidden COVID deaths in uh, any large numbers. If anything, they're more likely to be overstated. Anyway, I don't wanna get into that debate again. Um, but yeah, this has been a super unfortunate further division of humanity and that's why we're calling it a regression. It, we're regressing as humanity. Um, even more so than other things that have pulled us apart, whether it was, you know, pro-gun rights or pro-gun control, um, whether it was pro-Trump or never-Trumpers. I mean, we have another, it's, it's just so tragic that in the midst of a new virus that is, that is serious for those that get it, um, that we're not exactly sure the way that it spreads and it change, it's changing all the time too, as viruses do. Um, 
the fact that we've we've made this an us there's us versus them within humanity is just a very fascinating and unfortunate choice okay so going forward um you may want to revisit some of your diehard ideas about this virus, what it is, what that means, um, what masks mean, what quarantining means, what all of that means. Okay, you may want to revisit all of that. If you have hated yourself um, and are just at your at the end of your rope in terms of wanting this to be over, I'm I'm pleading with you to revisit some of your positions that you've taken on this. Yeah. Okay. And some of you are like, how do I do that? By admitting you might be wrong. It's not that hard. (laughs) It may be new, (laughs) but it's not that hard. (laughs) Really. Because we're all wrong all the time. It's admitting we're wrong. <laughs> that's the that's the hard part for some of us, yeah. Yeah. So it may go something like this. Okay, for those of you that are on the, um, let's say the everybody should wear a mask even at home, <laughs> even at home alone <laughs> group. If you're on, that's an extreme, right? Um, if you're on that side, like everybody should be wearing a mask twenty four seven because that is the only way to stay safe and it does keep us safe. You may want to add these words and I might be wrong. I may wear a mask everywhere the experts tell me I'm supposed to and I may still get sick. And that's scary. Yeah. We want it to be the... um, the, what is it, metal jacket or whatever against the bullets, don't we? Of course we do. Okay, now for those on the the never maskers, (laughs) I will not wear a mask. I hate masks. No one should wear a mask. It's unhealthy. It doesn't do any good. It harms you. You're not getting enough oxygen. It's going to make us all sick by wearing a mask, right? Okay, for those of you over there, right? Please add these words. And I might be wrong. A mask may be the only thing I've got to try to minimize my chances of getting a horrible virus that may make me sick and may make others sick. And I don't want to get sick and I don't want to get this. I don't want to get a virus that the doctors don't know what to do with me exactly if I were to have to be in the hospital, that they're still debating whether we should take this course of action or that course of action. I don't want to be a guinea pig in that situation. Okay. I'm somewhere in the middle. I really think that we just don't know. So I'm not, I'm not, it wasn't hard for me to be, to play the one side and it wasn't hard for me to play the other side. I've been on all of those sides and I find myself in all of them and I'm just doing what I can to, to be the version of Jill that I like, that I love, and that I find um, the most sort of beneficial. Sorry, I, got, I have client sessions that start in 10 minutes. <laughs> um, that I want to be, that I can look back on this version of Jill that I was for myself, for my spouse, 
my children and the other people that are in my life that I was a version of me that I can look back on and say that was a weird time. So glad we got through that. Um, and at least I didn't, you know, lose my shit and create a really ugly version of myself in that experience. <clears throat> and for those of you that feel like you may have done that, just give yourself a big hug, right? We're all doing in every moment the best we can with what we know. I, I feel like the riskiest thing here is pretending we know more than we actually know. Um, that we identify research and studies and online information as we call it information, when really in many, most, many in most cases, they're just guesses. Everybody's just guessing. And they're trying to defend their guesses with things um, in a very intellectually dishonest way sometimes. Some people are just intellectually dishonest. They can't admit that they're wrong. They can't give the other side any credit at all. And I tend to not like those people very much. Even personally, I don't like to hang out with people that are like that because Earth is so unclear and humanity is a very complex system anyway. Um, so this uh, binary type of view of who's right and who's wrong and know everything that this person says is right and they were right about X, Y, and Z, so surely they're going to be right about double A and double B. I'm just like, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Just because somebody was right about a string of things doesn't mean they're going to be right about something totally different that nobody's seen before. Um, anyway, there's just really strange ras rationalizations going on. And I, I find that that puts people really far out on a limb of logic that if they're, if they're the type that doesn't want to be wrong and are afraid to be wrong, um, for, for good reasons too, because they don't want to get sick or they, they don't want to be wrong that, oh my God, what if we should all be wearing masks? Oh fudge. Then I'd really, oh my God, I can't admit that to myself. I've, I've gone too deep in this anti-mask movement, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, uh, to me, it's okay. We can all, we can all, and I think we should all be more forgiving of everybody is doing the best they can with what they know. Okay. I feel like it's really the only real way to get through this with any sense of, of dignity, integrity, love, joy, compassion, grace, and authentic wisdom. Okay. All right. I love you. I love you. If I see you out and about, if you live near me, so very, most of you are all over the place, but if I were to see you and you have a mask, I would be smiling at you with my eyes. Um, and if I see you out there, if I were to see you out there without a mask, I would, um, I would smile at you too. I, I have, we're just, you know, that's, we got to get through this, you guys. Okay. And you won't find me at a nudist colony. I have done news speeches, uh, three times in my life. It was an uncomfortable experience for me. That's not, that's not my scene. <laughs> um, so if any of you form a, a non-mask community, um, maybe next to the nudist colony, <laughs> I, I, I won't seek you out. I'll respect what you're trying to do there. And I hope it goes well. I really, really do. I don't wish ill will on anybody. Um, this has gotten weird though. And I do have this funny little anecdotal story about this. Um, uh, I was bringing my 15 year old daughter to the dentist for her regular um, teeth cleaning and, and checkup thing. It was about two weeks ago, just before the 4th of July here in the USA. 
um, our celebration. Um, yeah, I'm pretty anticlimactic this year for a lot of reasons. Um, anyway, um, and there was a teenager. I, I saw the mother and, and the, the, the daughter and the daughter went back and the mother, I think stayed, um, maybe in her car. They both walked in with masks. Georgia and I both walked in without masks. Um, the masks weren't required then and we're just doing the best we can with what we know. I'm not anti-mask, but they weren't required then and I didn't wear them. Anyway, so this, um, maybe she was about 14 or 15, probably similar in age to my daughter was, she was getting in the dentist chair, um, with her hygienist and she was talking about the masks and, um, she was talking about schoolmates or something like that. And it was, I actually heard her say, and I heard the hygienist question her on it. She said, these people that you could, she sounded like she was saying exactly what her parents had said. And she was just repeating it back. I might be wrong. Obviously I can't prove whether I'm right or wrong on this, but, but what I heard her say was something to the effect of, I hope they get sick. I hope that those that are pretending this is nothing, that are not social distancing. I hope that those that are refusing to wear a mask, I hope that my classmates, I hope they get sick. And the hygienist, I, we've been going there for a long, long time, and I know her. And she said, really? You, you like want them to get sick? And the teenager, this other teenager was like, yes, yes, because it's the only thing that'll show them. And it was so indignant and it was just so ugly. And it was like, oh, 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 like, wow, that's pretty, <laughs> that's just, that makes me, that's, that creeps me out. That someone would want harm on another just to prove that they were right or just to show the other person that they were wrong. I'm like, oh my God, see, this is, this is why we're looking at this as a regression. It's like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty dark. That's pretty dark. Okay. And some of you may be like, I think I've thought that Jill. It's like, I still love you. I hope you stop thinking that I'm not, I don't believe that you'll cause them to get sick, but I just, is that a version of you that you like that you'd want somebody to get sick? That's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. But that's what this weirdness has. That's what this level of uncertainty and stress has done to us. We don't even recognize ourselves anymore. And when you do that without questioning it, it, you make it normal. You make a new normal of, of being like this ugly version of humanity. And you guys, I want to like shake you by the shoulders and say, stop it. Wake up. Where are you in there? That's not the you I know. For those of you that I know, come on, we can do better. That's, that's ugly. Let's try. Be pretty, <laughs> be pretty on the inside, right? Be, be loving, be lovely, be good, right? On the inside, <sighs> fight for that version of you. Question your thoughts that seem normal and you find yourself saying things or thinking things that like, oh my God, where, who, who out was that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, play with that, d d clear that shit out, right? And really hold yourself accountable for your thoughts, actions, and words. It's, it's really all we have control over right now, to be honest. And what you consume. Yeah, stay away. <laughs> you may want to stay away from the, uh, the stuff online I have. I just look at it and go, I, they're pretending they know more than they know. And I hate that. Okay, that's not helpful and it can be dangerous. Okay. All right. I love you guys. If you're mad at me about this message, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I hope you're not. Um, but yeah, people have been mad at me about more things related to this issue than probably any other. 
which is another sign of weirdness because I'm just trying to fudging help. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Bye-bye for now. Mm-hmm. <laughs>